Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 132 of the Distraction Pieces podcast, um, and I'm joined this week by Matt Willis um, of Busted fame and of, of, of I'm a Celebrity fame as well, um, all that kind of thing. And it's, I keep saying, I, I keep having f- f- a one of my favourite conversations. I seem to say it all the time, but I, these genuinely keep happening, and it's exciting when it's one that, or not one that I'm not expecting, but like me and Matt, don't know each other that well. We'd met twice when we arranged this, I think, or maybe even once. So you never know how it's, it's, it's going to be. But I always often say at the end of this, I don't think I say it on record, but I make a load of notes before these uh, podcasts. And I know it's a really good one when I, I get to the end and I've not had to look at my notes once. And that was the case here. Um, so, yeah. Hope you enjoy it. I should mention speechdevelopmentrecords.com. Head there. Thank you for all the support on the Drunk Cast Tees and on the Rob Alton album at Home with Rob and everything else. You've been amazing in general over over Christmas. It's mental. It's mental going online at Christmas and seeing the amount of people who got Christmas presents from my little web store. I know that sounds odd, but it's it's genuinely a lovely and exciting thing because... It's Christmas and it's exciting, and the fact that people are excited to get something that I've kind of I've worked on or put out is is lovely. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's the, that's the, the softest and briefest plug for speechdevelopmentrecords dot com. Head there if you wish to. But let's get on with the podcast. This is episode one hundred and thirty two with Matt Willis. Right, um, that's up too loud. I'm hello, recording. Hello. I'm recording. I'm 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 here with uh, Matt Willis. How are you? I'm good, mate. Oh, I'm very I'm, good. Oh, oh, also known as Matt from Busted, which yeah. that must be a common. That that is my name. I, I forget my name is actually Matt Willis. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just Matt from Busted. Yeah. Or sometimes I get Matt from McFly. Yeah. Which is, which is always must a bit be more a confusing. confusing. One. Yeah. yeah. I, I went through a stage of um when Busted is kind of split up and McFly were doing loads of stuff of just people like kind of drunk guys coming up to me and singing me McFly songs. Brilliant. Be like, great. That's that's really nice for you. That's not actually my that song. That must have, he- but, um, have been heavenly. It was yeah. weird because was there that much? A crossover because it seemed McFly got big after you kind of stopped. Yeah, like they stopped. supported so it's us kind of a, yeah, a passing yeah. of the torch. Kind yeah, of thing. kind of. I think. Um, I think um, our management put those guys together. Yeah, you know, because um, I think he kind. Of, they kind of saw that maybe Busted was coming to an end. Yeah, you know, but um, but Tom from McFly was actually going to be in Busted at one point. Right, he auditioned like the same time as Charlie did. So oh, me and James wow. started the band on our own, and no one really kind of got this kind of weird kind of duo that we were. Yeah. And so, um, so they kind of went, um, you know, we just don't really get these two guys, you yeah. know, we like the music. And so we held auditions and we, uh, we Charlie auditioned and Tom auditioned. Yeah. And, uh, we saw Charlie and we're just like, you're f- perfect. You I know, mean, so we got him on board and then tall, got incredibly handsome, what, what incredible, incredible singer, would do ridiculously that. handsome. A, tr- a, tr- a like, 20 band. Yeah. You're in. Tall, talented, handsome. Let's, yes. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just pop you in there. That works. You're so. in. You're in, mate. <laughs> so, um, so, and then literally, he, he got in, and we got signed about a week later. That's mental. Yeah. So, so it, again, because it's weird, because a band like Busted was so big 
kind of it felt like out of nowhere mm. and it was at a time when there was a lot of manufactured bands so mm. it's interesting to know that you so were you a, a two just mates who kind of you started it yeah, as, as well, mates actually, and then auditioned again as just people trying to start a band and then kind of a labels came in or was that all yeah totally i mean well the thing me and james actually auditioned for another band yeah and we didn't get in yeah and we kind of we'd met a few times before because we had the same acting agent me and james were right. at, um at, on an acting agency as kids and we kind of met at various kind of acting auditions and oh, stuff wow. like that and kind of different theater things and um and then we auditioned for this band in the same the same time and yeah. we both didn't get in and so we just um, we just decided to do our own thing. And yeah. So we went away. We wrote silly little songs, and I moved into his house in South End, and we kind of lived there for two years and just wrote. That's amazing. Kind of, um, school in South End. Oh, that's did my, you really? That's my end. Oh, I right. Tommy nice. Moore. Yeah, that's all amazing. All familiar. Nice man. Well, I loved it. We lived in um, Fort Bay. Yeah. For about two years, and I had an amazing time, and we just kind of wrote songs and went to Tots. Yeah. And, and right. nightclub, and just had an, an yeah. amazing two years, and kind of wrote silly songs, and then um, uh, did you? a lot at that point no 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 no, no, none just just just, we were just we were just mucking around really we didn't really feel like we were ready to do a gig like we kind of we just we we only had like about we had about five songs you know and every song we wrote would just get kind of dismissed immediately because it wasn't as good as the other ones we had and so we kind of never really followed them up so we had about five songs for about two years yeah and then um then we just yeah it's a killer trait of of replacing songs i've had i've had annoyance with that over the years with bands supporting us that there'll be a band I've loved all their early stuff yeah and obviously bands develop and move on and then they're supporting us in two years and I'm like that that old song you used to play like yeah, yeah. it's brilliant it's it's you've replaced it but you it's not had the audience it deserves you, you so shouldn't have you should it's have that weird that thing of going right we we've got to remove songs to add them we can't just yeah, build yeah, up we can't a, just build up a, a repertoire yeah, yeah yeah well that was kind of us for a little while we kind of um and then um and then we kind of wrote, wrote a bunch more, and then we put an advert in the enemy, and Charlie came down to that, you know, to that audition. The enemy, that's, and that's um, proper as well, yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was amazing, and he came down to that, and um, and he loved it, and he jumped on board, and we kind of went from there. Amazing. Mm. So, uh, so, what was stuff like before that? You you grew up in Tooting, right? Well, well I was born in Tooting. Well, I actually grew up in Kingston. You grew up in Kingston. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, what were you kind of into? Like, what were you doing at school and, and things like that? Were you a, I kind of um. I always wanted to be an actor yeah. when I was a kid. Like a kind of, um, well, I say that to be honest, I, I didn't really know. I just wanted to be, um, I don't know. I remember not wanting to be where I was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, quite, yeah, yeah. quite apparent. Like I yeah. remember kind of thinking that quite a lot of just kind of not being happy where I was, you yeah. know, I kind of wanted to do something else. I kind of, um, it's a weird, a weird, mm. Oh, one is it? Because I often wonder if that's a trait of people who are. I just shut that door a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wicked. Oh, we're letting some some banging beats in slightly. There you go. It's absolutely. It's absolutely fine. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting one because I. I wonder if that's a sign of 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 what's ahead. Because I, similarly at school, everyone seemed to want to go and work in an office in London, and I didn't Mm. know what I wanted to do, but felt it wasn't that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm never sure if the stuff that hadn't, if the stuff that happened hadn't happened to happen, I would just be m- miserable somewhere. Or yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Or I would have grown out of that. Is is our type of jobs just the fact that we've never had to grow up? Like we've got to keep playing and right. keep going. I don't want to do that 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 grown up stuff. I want to mess about and be creative. Yeah, completely, and, man. And and to be honest, I, I would have been. 
a hairdresser. Yeah. You know, I would have done anything yeah. that would have got me out from where I was yeah. and been doing something that I would have really got into. You know, yeah. I, I literally felt like, um, you know, be it like, you know, be it acting or music or theater or anything yeah. to just kind of do something that, you know, was, was not what I was doing at the time. I would yeah. have just grabbed it and yeah. it would have got me out of where I lived and out where I was and kind of stuff like that. You know, I kind of always felt like I didn't quite, quite belong where and, I was. And that's good. Cause it kind of, I mean, as we'll get, we'll get into along the way, it leaves you open in your career to a lot of options mm. and things like that. The, the fact that you didn't from all the time as a kid go, I want to be a musician. Mm. That's all I want to be. Then it, it's, it's allowed you to present and do theater and, and all sorts of things like that. I think yeah. cause you've, You've not got that. Um, I think it's an easier transition to make if you're not in your mind going, oh, I'm a musician. I'm transitioning over. If you kind of always just felt like, I know what I'm not. I don't know what I yeah, am, yeah, but yeah, I know yeah. what I'm not. That's I'm just kind so of avoiding true. that. That's exactly what I feel like sometimes. Yeah. I kind of, um, I, know, um, I don't know whether or not I am, you know, uh, you know, like supposed to be in a band or yeah. not. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But am I, and was I born to do was this? I don't destiny? think yeah, so. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, don't, I never really thought it was, you know, I would have been, um, like at one point I wanted to be a hairdresser and I kind of got a, an apprenticeship in a hairdresser. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be the best fucking hairdresser, yeah. you know, like, um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. like, and then I got in a band and I, and I went on and did that, you know, with yeah. James and I moved out of the area, you know, but yeah. there was one point in my life and that was going to be it. That know, was so, the goal. Um, yeah, that it's, was the goal. It's interesting how things just happen and, and progress. So what kind of, it also happened all quite a young for you boys. Mm. So, so what age were you when busted started to blow up? It blew up. It blew up when I was 18. No, 19. It's in like 19. 2000. Kind yeah, of, wasn't two, it? 2002, I think, yeah. was our first single. Yeah, yeah. But we were kind of, um, I met James in like 2000. Yeah. And then we did, and then we got Charlie in 2002, and we released a single that year. Yeah. And, and it then, all kind of just went nuts from there, right? Yeah, man. Well, it didn't feel like it went nuts at the beginning. Well, well I say that. I mean, what? You know, it kind of, um, it felt like we've been doing things a long time, even though we had them only a couple of years. Yeah. But by the time we got signed and stuff, we kind yeah. of felt like we've been, you know, yeah. writing songs and stuff for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but then, um, you know, when we actually, um, once we got signed and we kind of felt like we, we finished the album with a producer yeah. and we kind of had a photo shoot and then bang, you know, suddenly you're in the charts yeah. and you're yeah. playing the Smash Hits Roadshow with, you know, like atomic kitten and people yeah. like this that you've you know you've seen on telly and you're just like what's going on you know it was it was a really w- a weird time in, in in music in the uk i think because there was a lot of pop punk coming over from america mm. but most of the punk over here even the even the lighter side was more kind of scar tinged and that kind yeah, of area yeah. rather than that there wasn't a lot that and i think you'll i don't think it's any insults to say the bus is a lent on the pop side of pop punk. Oh no, very much so. It was pop songs and pop melodies and stuff like that. that yeah, kind of com- completely had that know. had that vibe and excitement though. Mm, yeah, completely. I mean, I mean, to be honest, we when we first started writing songs, we were writing songs that were much different to what what I go to school for, for instance. Yeah, changed everything for yeah. us. That kind of changed our di- direction, and that was because I bought the American Pie two soundtrack yeah, yeah, CD yeah, on my yeah, way yeah. to James's house because I yeah. watched that movie and I was like, "What is all this music?" You know, like, yeah. And, um, and like, um, and like back in the day, like, um, I've been, I've been into Green Day and Chili Peppers and stuff through yeah. my brother. And, um, and then I kind of, um, but then I got that CD and it literally just changed our whole band. Yeah. Like it kind of, um, we, uh, we were listening to, you know, like 
Blink-182 with Three Doors Down and kind of all these kind of, you know, bands. And we're like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, we want to be like this. And yeah, Sum yeah, 41, yeah, yeah. we discovered all this kind of stuff and Newfound Glory and all these all these bands that we just wanted to be. Yeah. You know, and suddenly we were like, everything that we were doing before that was so rubbish. You it's know? amazing because, again, you list all their bands and they all, in at least in my mind and, and, and areas, were huge at that point. Mm. Yet, genuinely, I can't think of any British alternatives no, of, I mean, there was of, only really hundred kind of reasons who were kind yeah. of, the, they weren't really a punk band. No, you know, like, no that so, was still kind of more yeah, progressive. Yeah, still more progressive rock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't really, um, no, I don't. I can't really think of anybody like that. It's, I mean, it's, there, there, there happened a scene after that. Yeah. You know, that kind of, um, but but before that, no, I don't think there was. Yeah. I mean, it was a very much an American thing. It kind of opened things up. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, any, any genre that has the word punk in can be kind of a poison chalice because yeah. <laughs> as soon as you get any success, it's like, well, it's not punk it's rock. Not punk it's not punk anymore. It's yeah, like, yeah, well, completely. Again, I, I think from what my view of your guys was like, we were never, we were always pop punk. Like, like I, we were I, never I, I, I never like, thought we were again, pop punk. I thought we were pop. Yeah. It, again, you know? it's that interesting thing mm. of your green days and blinks and all these had those formative years of being, underground kind of yeah, punky yeah, totally, bands yeah, where yeah. they're playing poppy songs but they're playing it in a dingy club therefore when they get big it's acceptable yeah, but yeah. as you guys kind of as soon as you found that's that uh, that sound it all just seemed to click mm. it's then like well it's not punk and then, yeah as you said well no it's yeah, not well, it's, it's it's not it's pop punk, music it's pop music completely yeah. and we we tried very hard to write pop songs you know because i think me and james however much we liked those bands and we got really into that seen very quickly kind of yeah. overnight we started buying magazines and reading all this stuff and kind of searching out for bands and going to record shops and finding different kind of bands that we'd never heard of you know but i was very much we were into that we, like james was obsessed with a guy called max mine right. who's um, a big pop songwriter he wrote all the kind of backstreet boys songs and all the nsync right. songs yeah, yeah, all the yeah. britney songs and he's since wrote you know all the taylor swift songs kate, kate perry yeah, songs he's yeah. he's a real behind the scenes mogul yeah you know like he's kind of um he's you know, he's responsible. Any kind of big American pop song you can think of in the last yeah. 20 years, Max exactly. Martin wrote yeah. it. That's you know, like, yeah, and produced it. He's, he's incredible. And um, James was obsessed with him yeah. even then. So we would literally study what he was doing as well and try and kind of write songs in that kind of vein. You know, like, so we were kind of, um, we were taking, you know, aspects of, you know, kind of Backstreet Boys kind of melodies and things like yeah. that and kind of mixing it with these influences we were getting from. I, I, I fucking love that because... Mm. Again, it's not something that you were going for, but the punk element comes in in that essentially you're trying to write mass market pop songs, but mm. you've not got a mass market budget. You've got yeah, a few guitars yeah. and you're in a flat in South End. Yeah, and we're also so not you very can't good go, singers. You can't go right. So here's this. Here's a Backstreet Boys with strings yeah, and all these melodies. Totally, it's like yeah, we've yeah. got a couple of guitars. Let's let's, let's and everything was on together. a little four track in James's room on two acoustic guitars, yeah. sounding terrible. You know, yeah. and also we're not very good singers, so. <laughs> What we did was we 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 would write things that we could sing, yeah, you yeah. know, which were which were simple little da na 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 just because they were easy to sing, you know, yeah, and they didn't force us to kind of really kind of go for it, you know, yeah, I leave l- ourselves exposed. I love it. So how was it when it all kind of <clears throat> blew up and went nuts? Because again, at quite a young age, suddenly being on all these tours, suddenly having that much exposure, um, I guess it was kind of pre social media so there's some level of barrier and protection but still you're thrust into the spotlight quite intensely right yeah totally i mean we were kind of um we always felt like the outsiders we never really felt like we were 
we belonged in that kind of thing. You know, yeah. I mean, I remember because, because we played a lot of those shows, like very early in the, in the day, we kind of, um, we, we were constantly on some kind of pop tour with other bands, you know, yeah. we kind of, um, and we didn't really talk to anybody. We kind of, we yeah. kind of didn't really, yeah. no one really kind of wanted to know us because we were like some scruffy kind of like, you know, three kids. Everyone else had like hair and makeup and dancers and, that awkward you know, thing and, of, and if you don't want to be there, they don't want you there. But yeah. You're all there. But we're all there. And also <laughs> we're kind of killing it. Yeah. You know, so we were kind yeah. of like, but then we'd walk on stage and we'd go, oh, we kind of do belong here because people seem to be going nuts yeah, to what we're yeah, doing. It makes sense. You know? And also we don't belong down the road because down yeah. the road is proper rock bands yeah. and punk bands and we don't belong there either. So we belong here more, but, you know, we're just not really accepted by the other people. You know? Yeah. It's an interesting one as well because it would it would have all been happening at the kind of age that, um, as a music fan, your mm. music taste is developing and changing Completely, and things yeah. like that. So... You're, again, not to keep a, a using myself as an example, but it's 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 where you can compare things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, 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 largely, but the first a single of mine being Thou Shall Always Kill, something you write, that happened then at that time, people to this day will go, well, in that song you said this. That's yeah, not yeah. Really, you know I mean? Hold, like, it, as yeah, soon yeah. as you record anything, it's like, right, that's that's now on record forever. Yeah, yeah. start to stray away from that and and it's it's some and kind of cheating of yeah, of, of yourself in reality yeah, yeah. but again you're at a point where you're going to be finding a lot of new music and developing your taste mm. and developing what you're into so so how did that kind of feel as you're as well, as I, the bands are progressing or were you just in that in that that world i think um, it? um well no i mean we were definitely in that whirlwind i mean yeah. we kind of um we but we never really felt I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a weird thing to say, but I, you know, for instance, like if I was in a taxi, if yeah. I was in a black cab yeah. and the driver would say to me, what do you do? Yeah. You know, I'd have to say I'm in a band and he'd yeah. say, what kind of band? And I would feel embarrassed yeah. to say I'm in a pop band. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'd kind of, I'd say I'm in a rock band or something just like, and then, you know, or I'd be embarrassed to say the name of my band in case he'd heard of it. Yeah. And there was a period of my life where I kind of felt very awkward and embarrassed about what had happened for some reason you know, it's like, really odd because yeah again you kind of and 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 obviously we'll kind of get to the breakup and there was elements mm. of that in there yeah, film, yeah. but it's such a weird combination because f- f- feeling that slight shame or slight where else and again i think it's tough because it'd be amazing again which we're going to g- g- get to as you're as you're back now but if you guys had happened 10 years later because it feels like now there's not su- like pop isn't such a dirty word anymore completely it's I acceptable think completely for there to be amazing pop music mm. people it doesn't have to be a guilty pleasure it can just be a pleasure people can yeah, just yeah. go this yeah, totally. pop song's really good yeah really, totally shake it, it makes off me it's one feel of the best nice. pop songs yeah. in the last five years it amazing. makes me feel nice it's yeah, yeah. really enjoyable um, but you didn't have that so that weird thing of feeling any kind of sh- shame over mm. what you do but then equally I can only imagine that when you're standing in front of tens of thousands of people, that must just be overwhelming pride and and yeah, and, totally. and be so pleased and proud of it. So it, it, it's just a weird combination of emotions to be it's, it's, g- going for, I guess, <clears throat> from being on the verge of it pushing you towards arrogance, I'd imagine. Because, again, you're smashing it in front of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. You, you should feel like you're the bollocks at that point. It's yeah, quite understandable. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, you're in a black cab and you're kind of, yeah, Ashamed well, to say who yeah. you are. You kind of like... Yeah, I think it's um, it's a weird point in your life, isn't it? Because I think when you're about when you're about nineteen or twenty, I think. Well, for me anyway, I re I think a lot of people 
give a shit what their mates think. Yeah. You know, so, and like for me, that was a big thing. Like I just same, wanted yeah. to be cool, yeah. you know, and I felt like maybe I wasn't, you know, yeah. and it was a real fucking, a real kind of mind fuck for me was, was that, was that kind of thing and, was and, like, and, and your level of coolness is now thrust into the views and opinions of millions of people who it wouldn't have been completely. So now there's, there's millions of people saying you are, or you aren't cool. Mm. So it's, Again, and, that and, age, and going to going to concerts and going to watch bands that I loved and getting shit in the crowd from people there was was yeah. a really fucking annoying part of my life. Yeah, you know, because I was like, I love this shit. Like, I'm I'm, I'm I deserve to be here just as yeah. much as you do. But because of what I did for my my music, you know, I kind yeah. of necessarily we, wasn't accepted there. Uh, we had a little um, a little evening out the other day. Mm. Yumi and and Ricky Hall, and I told you at that point that. F- for years, I'd always defend a Matt from Busted again. That's your full name um, <laughs> because I was at a gig in, at the Purple Turtle in Camden, and I saw yeah. you there. And it was not twisting themselves, and it was yeah. cool, kind of all psych prog with rap and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was and I was amazing. like, yeah. "This dude's into good shit." It's like this is this is fine. This yeah, is man, you yeah. know, I, I can I back this guy. Um... He's, he's got good taste. But again, I can imagine at gigs, <clears throat> I like I like that. You will be self-aware because you're a pop guy yeah yeah, you're trying to enjoy a night out but but again particularly at that point anyone who was into alternative stuff hated pop again it's completely yeah different now you'll have metalers who love taylor swift and and stuff like that or or bieber even and things like Mm. that so but at that point yeah there would be people are it's that pop guy yeah for instance we did um we did a photo shoot an interview for kerrang today yeah you know that that cracks me up because at that point they wouldn't have they, we, were, we were public enemy number one to Kerrang. We were like, which is crazy because they loved some forty one and some forty one mm. were as pop and as saccharine as you guys were. But I kind think, of, do you know think, what I mean? I it's think really it's maybe the way. I think. I think what's to blame really is the way we were marketed. Yeah, like we were we were marketed as a as a pop band and especially to very young fans. To young fans, yeah, I was going to say you know, so that instantly puts you out of that. Yeah, of that, that world. world and kind of um and kind of a uh, you know knocks your cred. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I think that was kind of what the what the issue was. Whereas we behaved very much like any other band. You know, yeah. we kind of we rehearsed, we fucking um, we wrote the songs, we went and played them on the record. You know, we kind of did all yeah. that stuff. So it was um, that's what's really interesting. Yeah, is is, is at a time when there was a lot of stuff auto tuned, written by someone else, mm. performed by someone else in some cases and instances. Yeah, yeah. You guys were a proper band, writing mm. your own stuff, playing your own stuff. Mm. Yet, because you were marketed as a pop band, it was then discredited in that Com- way. You, completely you didn't lose any credibility. And I think um, that. that was that was hard for me, but I think it was exceptionally hard for Charlie. Yeah, you know, I think he really like mate. He fucking hated that. You know, yeah. like, and he hated. You know, I think because he re and also he came from that world. I was going like, to say, me and James developed that love for that music. Yeah, Charlie from a very early age was like, um, you know, into metal and yeah. into kind of hard I mean, rock. You know? you're, you're answering a, a, a band added enemy. Mm. That's, 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 that's traditional indie band rock kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, totally, that's real yeah, ground yeah. roots. That's not, mm. you're not going to apply for that expecting to be a pop band. Yeah, you're going to apply to that going, right. I want to play music. I want to mm. be in a band. So yeah, I can understand yeah. how that, but again, it's a, it's so st- stupid because what you're getting hate for there is succeeding. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. backwards is yeah, that? That's crazy. You're getting hate for working really hard yeah. and it paying off and it going well. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking, it's crazy. fucking mental, it's, isn't it? It's ridiculous. It's but yeah, metal, I completely yeah. understand that kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. So did that all. Did that, number one, cause um, you guys to, to 
again, my instant thought is, or would that mean you'd party any harder or things like that in an either an attempt to ignore that or an attempt to prove, look, no, we are credible. We're, I think you there know, was a bit of both of that. Yeah. You know, for me, I think, um, you know, I always wanted to be, um, you know, I don't know well, I th- it's difficult for me because when I think about it, I've always been a little bit uncomfortable in any kind of social environment yeah. or any kind of social thing. So, um, so what I liked is that the fact I could be fucking Matt from Busted. Yeah. yeah Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. could just be that guy. Yeah. You know, so, and I, and I knew who that guy was because, yeah. um, I could play him very well. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. so that's what I did, you know, and, and, um, and, but then it's kind what, of, it, it answers a lot of questions before you're in the room as, as well. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. Again, you're very much, your. As you said, you're appearing as that character. Yeah, yeah a certain yeah, amount yeah. of the conversation is over. You you don't have to have the awkward social thing of, oh hi, oh what's your name? What do you? It's kind of yeah, yeah. You get to go straight to that. I'm this person. You're that person. Great. There's the girl from Atomic Kitten. There's you know yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. You, you, your character's in that room already, and therefore yeah. you can just get straight to to playing that out. I guess. Yeah, totally. And that's kind of what I what I did for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just was that guy. So so when did it kind of start to to fall apart because it was actually quite a short career in mm. that in that section wasn't yeah, it really I think it was kind no, of no, maybe people realise that yeah you know we, we were only around for just about under three years under three years you know That's like crazy, um, we it? kind of um, we broke up in kind of January or February 2005 yeah you know so it was about just under three years yeah you know so it's um, yeah, it's crazy. fucking mental you know so how was that that was I mean it was obviously quite public at the time mm. of a lot of tension and again as as you said there of charlie kind of not really feeling the the lack of credibility that was 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 mm. was brought out from the pop success i guess or from yeah. the way you were marketing well, also, he was else. he was fucking miserable man yeah. for the last year of busted we kind of um we did a tour of america and we did this um this kind of like um we did an mtv show there and we kind of um we kind of tried to kind of go and, and do the america thing yeah. but which was the worst timing ever because Charlie's foot was already out of the door, you know. And, um, and it's and, fucking hard, man. Like, I've, yeah, I've only toured yeah, yeah. America a couple of times, but it, again, just just purely, I mean, purely on a, a physical level. Yeah, completely. It's fucking yeah, hard. Yeah. It's a yeah, big yeah. place, and it's not mm. like to in the UK. Again, every no, it's not. every American yeah. act who's supported us will be like, "Oh, we have got a long one today. It's a five hour drive." They're like, "That's yeah. that's a short one in America." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. In America, yeah. it's physically taxing. It really is. Yeah, it's completely. A huge like thing. we drove for a week and we were still in fucking Texas. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's just like what the fuck is going on? You know, so it's um, it's an intense time. The closest yeah. I, uh, uh, when me and Dan did a one month tour in America, I penned a resignation letter to Dan. I never ended oh, really? up sending it, but it was exactly the same. I, yeah, I was yeah. there going, I fucking hate this. I, yeah, yeah. I f- and there's a guilt because yeah, you're yeah. doing what every kid dreams of doing. You're in a band, you're touring America mm. and you're sitting there miserable. So yeah, again, yeah. It's, uh, particularly if, if one foot's already out the door, that's a really hard thing to put on a, on three lads completely to yeah, be yeah. able to, to stick together and pull through. Mm. I think that was, um, well, that was the, that was the, that was the really the end, but I think the tour before that as well was, um, was hard for him as well. You know, yeah. I think, um, you know, he just, um, he was just really unhappy and he really fucking hated being busted. Yeah. You know, he just hated it. You know, yeah. he hated, um, he hated all the bullshit that you had to do and the fucking magazine shoots that you had to do that, you know, like it was nothing. Re- Suddenly I think you get to a certain point because of your music, yeah. you get to a certain level yep. and then everything becomes about everything else apart from the music. hundred percent. You know, and, and it's just again, like, if you're anything in pop, then mm. they're going to ask you, they're going to feel okay to ask you to do more bullshit stuff. Yeah. So it completely. will be, f- 
silly photo shoots or whatever else, which yeah, yeah. if you're all into it, it's fun. If you're yeah, not yeah. into it, it's the worst day in the world because yeah, you're yeah, yeah. having to be silly and all the time you're questioning how that's going to come across, what the interpretation's going to be. Completely. And you're meant like, to just be like being now, three lads enjoying yourselves. Now, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, if you put me yeah. in a silly photo shoot, I'd be like, fuck yeah. it, great. Right, you know, fun, this it. is fucking, Have this fun. is fun. Yeah. You know, but then it was the worst fucking thing, you know, to be doing that. every moment. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I think for, you know, Charlie was really suffering then and, um, and he just, he just hated it. And he just, yeah. um, and then he started Fight Star, which was his, um, yeah. his little side project band, which, um, he didn't even tell James about. He kind of just did it on the sly for about six months. And oh, then, really? And then, uh. Cause it's going to, as I say, they did come quite swiftly after he left. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. So completely. that's obviously a, a, a bit of a planned thing there. But then also, I mean, a hell of an uphill struggle for the lad. Cause yeah, yeah. Of the credibility thing, mm. he's well, he's he's, 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 he's Charlie from Busted, completely. And, and <laughs> do you know? And what there is, yeah, he is. And and the thing is, there's it, it's so fucking mental to think about it because um, in 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 lots of different genres of music, Busted weren't like no one really cared. You yeah. know, like if if you go into hip hop, no one cared about yeah. if you're no. Matt from Busted. No, exactly. no, no, if you go into I know R and B. No one was like, "Hey man, how you doing?" You know. Yeah. But you go into the rock world, yeah. and people fucking hated Busted. Yeah. yeah. You know. And Charlie literally went and plugged himself right in the middle in the of the hardest fucking area to, lion's to get den, over, you know. Yeah. So um, it was uh, it was a real struggle for him, I think, you know. And he had a fucking, you know. But eventually, but it worked. pushed hard and worked. Yeah, yeah it, it worked. Said he kind you know. of, of won people over. Mm. So, so what was kind of the? How did that impact? Are you and James at that point? Were you like right? What do we do? Do we continue? Do we replace Charlie? Do we continue? Do we stop? What? what <clears> I think what that was never an it? option. It, it felt right. like Charlie had. As you said, as it had been kind of on the slide, Charlie had an exit plan, mm. and you guys were kind of like, "Oh shit, this has happened now." Yeah, what yeah. do we do? Well, that was that was exactly it. You know, yeah. we kind of both. I mean, even though I saw it coming, yeah, you don't fucking. I, like, I never really kind of thought about it enough to yeah, think yeah, about yeah. what was actually happened once that happened. Yeah, you know. So, um, so and also, I kind of thought, yeah, but he won't fucking leave. You yeah. know, like, yeah, you know, it'll be all right. You know, we'll do yeah. another two years or something, you know. like It's weird how when you're you know, in that bubble, that all makes sense. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. the fact, I, 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 I'm sure at the time that felt like a, a massive betrayal and whatever else. But again, equally, I can say, dude, being in a band when, as you said, you're miserable, mm. that's a horrible, like, that's a horrible no thing. No one should have to go through that. Completely. You know, you're, you're willing, you're right to go, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doing this. Any job that you're miserable in, you should obviously, our finances permitting, mm. be able to go. I don't want to do this anymore. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah completely. So, so it's a weird one. I'm sure it's at the time bit... it felt like a massive. Well, to be honest, a fuck even you at the time, guys, even but... at the time, I I got that. Yeah, you know, like because I of knew understand. how fucking miserable it was, yeah. and I talked about it with you him hate a few this times dude. with him. <laughs> you know, and he was really, you know, <laughs> he really hated it. Yeah, you know, so it was. um were you enjoying it still at that point? I said, yeah. I, I know there was a level of question of credibility and things like that, but still. But I always saw a light enjoyment? at the end of the tunnel with that. Yeah. I always thought, right, our next album, yeah. we'll have fucking, we'll do what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. our next yeah. album, we'll do this, and our next thing, we'll do this. You know, and unfortunately, we never really got to make that, you know, yeah. but it was, um, it was, uh, I was, I was starting to come round to the idea that Busted could be whatever the fuck we wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um and uh and I was starting to think like that and then you know, then he left and we were just like, you know, it's, it's such a weird one, isn't it? B- mm. b- b- because oh, with anything like that, it's trying to get up enough of a head of a ahead of steam 
to be able to have the control to do what mm. you want. And again, that might mean a little bit of doing what the label wants or doing what this wants or doing what the management wants or whatever else. But you're running towards that point where you can go, right, we've made, it's us now and we can do what we want. But then it's finding yeah. when that, there's always something that adding jump, on to when's that. When's that yeah. jump off period? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 there's always Completely. something adding on to that to go, well, uh, we are big, but if we just keep doing this, then we can get that bit bigger. And yeah, then yeah. when we do add, I think it can have this Completely. impact or whatever else. I remember our, our agent talking to us, um, you know, at um, at Wembley. We just played like like 12 nights at Wembley, right? Which is fucking insane, insane right? And, um, and he was talking in the dressing room about about Wembley Stadium. Yeah. We were like, fucking what? Yeah. You know, it was mental talk. Like, yeah. it was crazy. No pop act at that point was doing stuff like that. Yeah. So it was mental, you know. So it's um, it was a very, you know, and, and uh, thinking about it now, I can just, you know, I was like, right, great. Because then we can get there, and then we be the fucking biggest band, and we can do whatever we want, yeah. you know. Like, you yeah. know, like um, which is crazy to think because you can really, if you want, do whatever you want, whenever you want, at any point. And you know? again, it's it's. Uh, I always remember when um, I did this with Kate Nash, Adele, and Jack Peniarty because all three of them I used to gig with a lot back in the right. day. And by the t- each of them, by the time their first album was coming out, there was so much hype and stress and pressure yeah. on it. And each of them, I kind of just as. I sent a message on the day just going, take a minute at some point to just realise that you've got a record in a shop. Mm. And that's wicked because it's so easy, even at that point, to go, where is it in the top five? Yeah, yeah. Shut up for a second. You've got a record in a shop and you can go in and buy that. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And And, people are going to listen to your music on their own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how amazing is that? And equally, you've done 12 nights at Wembley Arena and what you're thinking at that point is, so can we do the stadium? Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not sitting there thinking, yeah, yeah. how mental is it? It's we've just done 12 mental, yeah, nights yeah. Wembley. You're thinking, look over there where we could be going. Completely, it's, kind of, yeah. it's, a, it's a really weird one. And it's part of how that industry is built, mm. I feel. I, I feel it re- is really easy to get so focused on, on what's ahead for you, equally, who's around you. Mm. Oh, well, well, we've just done 12, but this other band have just done 15. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, other completely. band are doing that. And it's like, cool good for them but yeah, look yeah. what you've done man that's, that's so that's fucking awesome. true man that's so true you know like, that's something which um, we're very much about right now is about yeah. like just to, just doing what we want to do and keeping in our world and making yeah. sure that we're happy within us yeah you know rather than thinking about anything else because it's, then it then it, that's what derails you I think. it's it's a beauty of having that time off and mm. and having a bit of of maturity and stuff like that and stepping a, a, away from it i remember when i did my solo record it was on my own label so i was like right I don't, I've got no one else to pressure me into caring about the charts yeah, or anything great. else. And at that point, I got to go, if Zane likes it, that's wicked. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's really my market. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It doesn't matter if I get daytime radio one and so on yeah, and so great. forth, because it's like I'm getting love on the right show and in the right. And do you know what I mean? Having that, the, the wearable to appreciate the achievements you're making rather mm. than, as I said, to be constantly chasing what's constantly chasing what's what's oh, what's next. So, yeah. so what was next? Obviously, you've kind of you've just lost a third of the band. And, yeah, uh, we, I mean, we, I talked to James on the phone, you know, because um, because James got told by his dad that Charlie had left the band. Oh, wow. You know, because Charlie didn't actually tell us. He kind of um, he uh, like my management told me, and um, and James's dad told him. Like yeah. my management told James's dad, and James's yeah. dad told him. You know, I, I mean, think. Uh, um, 
to, to, to step in just quickly, because to anyone listening, that probably sounds like a bit of a piece of shit move, that you've not yeah, having yeah, the, yeah. the guts to say it. But equally, when you're in the touring world, it's such a weird bubble and weird, weird mm. world. And me hearing that, I'm like, that doesn't sound ideal, but I can understand where that could come from and how that could happen. When yeah. you become, again, if you've been in each other's pockets, hard to kind of... Enge- just, yeah, you know what totally. I mean? And also have conversations The ideal situation are... would be to sit down with the three of you and go, look, here's what it is. But number one, if you don't want to be talked out of it, or number two, if this or that, it might be, yeah. Yeah, I think there's some... Um, you know, we, you know, as a band, we were very terrible at talking. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's just being men as well. You know, yeah. we're just very bad at talking about stuff, you know, so we we never really brought anything up. It's we never tough really... when you're in each other's pockets so much, because yeah. it's, if if you've got a lot of time apart, then you can be right. Oh, oh, when I see the boys, here's what we need to discuss. Mm. If you're seeing each other constantly, oh, where's that point where you switch from just hanging out to going, right. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, lads, I'm leaving the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, just by yeah. the way, I forgot to mention, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm leaving yeah. the band. I'm leaving the band. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your life. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's fucking mental, isn't it? You know, you never really kind of, um, yeah, we never really talked about anything yeah. like that, you yeah. know, so it would, it would have been weirder him coming to us and talking to us yeah. than being told by our manager, yeah. you know. Yeah. And to be honest, I saw it coming. Like, when we, yeah. when we kind of, when we found out that he was, when I got told that Charlie was leaving, you know, Charlie would no longer be embusted. Um, and what, what did you want to do? You know, was, um, was a big thing because I was like, fuck, do we replace him? Yeah. Do we, do we get someone else? But busted to me was the three of us. So anything else would have been just a bit shit. Do you mean like, and also no one was interested in me and James beforehand. Do you mean like, so I was always like, you know, without chart, you know, like it just felt it felt it's, very fucking weird. It's, to us. It's, it's, it's really odd. I'm trying to think back just as a completely not knowing anyone in it at the time. But my perception at the time was always that James was kind of pushed as the as as the writer as mm. such. Despite the fact you all worked together, it was kind of James kind of writes the songs. You were in my mind the most recognisable one. But again, Charlie was still obviously a very valid part but again it's it's interesting yeah, that you'd be well yeah, they yeah. weren't interested in us too this that and yeah well yeah. i kind of saw charlie as the front man and i still yeah. kind of do you know even though we all three sing yeah we all write the songs we all do everything i still see i i, I always see charlie as our he's tallest yeah he's that's what it is that's what it is figure yeah but he's you know he is kind of that that figure you know yeah. and, um, and especially now i think the new record we've made he's yeah. very much we've kind of taken that kind Wicked. of um and, and run with that yeah, a little bit yeah. more you know we kind of want him to be that yeah you know so it's That's um, great yeah so, so so you heard from from james's dad <coughs> yes yeah 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 he's he's that he's james the band. and you yeah. obviously decided that you weren't g- going to replace him mm. um so did you guys kind of go right we're going our separate ways or did you well, i think um i got a phone call from my um from the record company mm. you know and um and they said to me um you know matt you know so we know what's obviously happening you know um we would like to sign you as a solo artist right you know like immediately this was like yeah. before we'd even done the press conference to announce that we we're splitting oh, wow. up and i was like oh okay yeah okay great you know all right that's what i'm gonna do particularly okay, a time, time like that that's yeah. kind of ideal i was like i was it's like, almost oh. exploitative because yeah, you are kind of what am i gonna do oh we'll sign you cool 
Yeah, yeah. Completely. Thanks for that. Oh, brilliant. Oh, amazing. I, no oh, I, I do know what to do the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm going to do what they've told me I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, Great. Yeah. You know, when really, like, I never wanted to be solo ever. Like, right. I never, ever entered my mind of being solo artist. Yeah. Not once. You know, so it was, um, so really, if I thought about it now, I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, but it was just at a time when I was just like, well, I don't know what the fuck else I'm going to do, you know. So, yeah, great, brilliant. Sign me up, you know. How was it working on a solo record? Because I'd imagine mm. that if, a, if the label approached you about it, and again, you're in kind of a moment of spinning round turmoil, mm. it's not going to be that, here's the record I always wanted to make. It's going to be the, here's... Not what they're telling me to make, but what needs to be made. At the Jeremy, here's a bunch of songs that I've written. Yeah, you know that's kind of what it was. You know, like um, here's a bunch of songs that I've written over the last kind of seven months. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of what that record was. You know, some stuff. And um, and don't get me wrong, I had an amazing time making that record. I had really good fun. But I think um, at that point in my life, I was in a very fucking weird point, and I wasn't really mentally stable enough to do anything Mm. good. Yeah, you know, like I was um. It was not really, um, but at that point, towards the end of Busted, I'd started drinking really heavily and yeah. and getting really into drugs, and it was kind of um, it was becoming more and more of a problem. And then when the band split up, it just kind of um, it became more to the surface. I think. I mean, know? yeah, you you you're you're a young man with a decent amount of money and public exposure, who what who just now had a focus for all of that. Yeah, yeah, because you're touring and you're doing yeah, this yeah. and you're doing that. And now that focus has been pulled away. The 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 public exposure and the money and everything else hasn't. So yeah, yeah. again, you're gonna. It's it's natural. It's mm. almost pr- predictable that the, 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 uh, that you might run into the darker sides of alcohol and drugs and everything yeah. else and addiction. Yeah, I think so. But then I think about that, and I think I, I saw this from a very early age. Like yeah. with, with drinking drugs, like it wasn't like um, right. It wasn't like uh, like I don't blame it on the band split. Right. Yeah I, yeah, I I had a problem like from from when we were thirteen drinking yeah you know cider down the park I yeah. would drink until I puked and passed out you know like yeah, I would yeah, yeah. I was always like that you yeah. know and my mates were always like fucking Matt loves it you know like right, you yeah, know I was yeah, always yeah. that one it would yeah. just take too much I'd always double drop I'd always do everything I'd, yeah you know I was always that kind of guy you know yeah. so it was um it was a uh, it was inevitable really you know yeah. I I think it just became once I had more time on my hands and not necessarily the schedule, you know, that yeah. I had to keep, yeah. it just became easier for me to kind of decline. There's no end or, yeah. or, or limit to it at that yeah. point. It's interesting as well, man, because a, a, a we can sit there and identify that as a problem. Mm. And again, I don't drink much anymore. I know you're sober. Yes, right? yeah, I don't and, drink. And, yeah. and so it's kind of, but equally, I also know that I, when I was growing up, Oh, what you've just said there, like, and Matt's the king of the group mm. <laughs> because he's yeah, the one yeah. that will keep drinking. He's drinking yeah, yeah, the most. Totally, he's double yeah, drop yeah. and all this kind of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the best one. At, yeah, yeah, at, at that point mean, yeah, yeah. and at that era and that that yeah. growing up. Now you can go, oh no, that's that's, that's someone who we should be having a, qu- a quiet word with and going, yeah, yeah. Is everything cool? Well, the kind of is, that's so here. funny you said it because I had so many of those conversations. Yes, yeah. you know, throughout my life, I kind of um. Since the age of about seventeen, I had I, I got sat down and had those conversations right. with different different kind of um, 
big figures in my life, you yeah. know, and I kind of, um, and I just thought they were fucking mental. Yeah. And I was like, mate, I'm doing the same as what my mates are doing. Just enjoying know? myself. I'm just, I just happen to be around you all the time. So you see it, you know, like, yeah. you know, my mates are doing exactly the same as me, blah, 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 you know, yeah. but when really they weren't, you know, because yeah. they had a job and they went to work and, you yeah. know, whereas for me, it was perfectly acceptable to be completely pissed at 2 p.m. Yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. That's completely fine because the, you're in a band. The, you're you doing know. exactly the same as your mates, but you're cycling through mates throughout the week. Yeah, so yeah exactly. You're doing yeah, it with yeah. one set of mates on the Monday. It's they're, they're not doing it till the weekend, yeah, yeah, exactly. but you're doing a different set of mates on Tuesday and so on and so forth. That's so. exactly it, you know. Yeah. And, um, it's troublesome. Yeah, so it's, um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a very weird time, you know, so I think that solo record kind of reflects that a little bit. Right, yeah. You know, I think it was, um, yeah, it was a very weird period. So was it around that time you started to, to clean up on all that? Cause you could, because, no. because you had a brief stay in one of the, I actually went to rehab about four you. times. Oh, really? I kind of went to different centres and different places. Um, I kind of, uh, <clears throat> I started um, going out with my, who's my wife now, Emma. Yeah. And, um, and about six months later, I, I checked into rehab because I was kind of, um, I was supposed to go and make this solo record. Yeah. And I couldn't fucking stay sober. Like, I yeah. couldn't get a day in the studio. Like, I wouldn't turn up. I was, you know, so I think everyone was kind of bollocking me and I was kind of like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I need okay, to sort fuck, this out. I need to fucking do something. So, um, so I just went, I know, I'll go to rehab because like, then they'll shut up. Yeah. You know, and so I, so I went there, you know. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. The mentality of going there to get out of trouble rather than to Com- get help. That's all it was. To go, know, well, I need that. I've done it now. Yeah. And once I go to rehab, they can fucking back off because, yeah. like, you know, like. I've been so, to rehab. Um, I've been to rehab. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm cured. You know, so, yeah. um, so I did that. And then, uh, then I came out and within a month I was a fucking mess again. And, yeah. Um, but um, I made a portion of the record then and kind of then we, I kind of kept kind of going through phases of being worse and worse, you know, and then I kind of clean my act up a little bit and I get things which I thought under control, excuse me. Yeah. And, um, and then it would go tits up again, which yeah. I think is just the same for any kind of addict really. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, you have, you have portions of darker times and better times, you know, mm. but you're always it's really in- pissed. It's really interesting. Um, John Jones was on Joe Rogan's, a podcast recently oh, really? and it was an interesting yeah. chat on that because he was talking about addiction and saying no it was like I've, i don't think i'm an addict um i'm i'm, I'm, st- I'm st- stopping now f- for my career but i think i can return and have it under control and all that and rogan being the legend that he is quite open was like that sounds like an addict dude yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that sounds like a problem that he was saying well with all due respect, all my mates who, who were addicts were addicts until they said, I have to stop forever now. Yeah, yeah. That's that. It was never a, I've got it under control. Do you know mm. what I mean? It is, it is, it is one of them. Completely. So and the thing is, where I, you maybe had that outlook of, I'll clean up a bit to get the record done, but I've not really got a problem. So, yeah, yeah. And again, I think that's a common mentality as well. Mm. It's not really a big deal. It's not yeah. really, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just a bit down. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm just a yeah. bit stressed. I'm just yeah. a bit like, um, I just need to, um, I need to move house. I need to, you know, like I just, yeah. um, I just don't know where I live. I'm, I've got the wrong group of mates. I've got this, you know, maybe I shouldn't drink wine. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't drink beer, you know, Specific maybe, I, you know, all reasons, this yeah, fucking yeah. shit that I went through, you know, like, um, maybe I'll just, um, I'll just do drugs on the weekend, yeah. you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff, which is just all this shit that I did, you know, for years and years and years, which just, um, eventually, you know, like I remember I was, I was going to, I was getting married and um, it was, um, about, about, six weeks before my wedding yeah and my wife was away working she was doing a tv show and so um so i was at home on my own and i, I it just got you know ridiculous and i kind of um 
and um, so I, I phoned up my my drugs counselor and checked myself into this another place, like yeah. um, because we I tried all these kind of swanky kind of great places that were apparently amazing, you know. Yeah. And it just felt like I was at a hotel that kind of, you know, they just well, we had to go and do boring stuff during the day. But yeah. I kind of um, I was it was quite nice, yeah. You know, where so um so my my drugs yeah. counselor went. You maybe can't, it shouldn't be nice. Maybe it should. Maybe it be. should be unpleasant. Exactly. Maybe that's the point of it. And he said he said I know what you need to do, and he sent me to this place in um in Bournemouth. Um, which was amazing. It was called the Providence Project, and um, and it kind of um, and from from being sat in places like the Priory, where I was sat next to kind of city bankers and yeah. you know and and all these kind of you know Russian millionaires and stuff yeah. like that, all sat in a circle talking about how hard their life was. I was suddenly sat in a therapy room with a guy next to me who, if he didn't come to this room, was going to be um, in jail for the next twenty five years. Yeah. You know, like, I was just yeah. like, right, this is fucking right okay shit you know like, yeah. and also i wasn't sitting there and going fucking hell these guys are bad i'm not as bad as this yeah. i was sitting there going oh shit i do that i do that and that's yeah. really important I do that. because i think a lot of people who go to those kind of places do exactly what you said they go oh i'm not as bad as them mm. it's like well again it's all that's not the point of them and it's all all, all relative you may not have lost your family because of drink but yeah, yeah. you've missed a however or, or a whole week in a however many grand a day studio because you've not bothered to turn up. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, it's yeah. all different things. It's they relevant. they yeah, couldn't yeah. miss. Everyone always thirty grand worth of studio time. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just, you know, so it's it, yeah. Everyone has their own rock bottom. I think yeah. you know. And, um, Everyone has their rock bottom. And yeah, you went and to I this think, place um, I think what they, they say of, what they say in AA is um uh is look for the similarities, not the differences. The beginning yeah. of every meeting, they yeah. say that. And I went to AA meetings for years, and I never really fucking took that on board. Yeah. And suddenly it made more sense than anything ever in my life. Because yeah. I sat there and I saw similarities in everyone that spoke and everybody that fucking talked. I was like, I am exactly like you in so many fucking yeah. ways. I may come from a different part of town. I may be, you know, have, a, have a completely yeah. different life to you. But there's something that is wrong with me that is wrong with you. And there's yeah. some, something that we all share. And yeah, it's, um, completely. And, it's, um, and, you know, and also then I'd hear people talk and I'd go, but you got better and you're, you're, you now seem to be a, a proper human. You seem to have this you know, like, How control. are you doing this? You yeah. know, like, um, and, uh, and they talk about all this kind of, um, you know, about how you feel around other people and how you feel socially, uh, social anxiety and all this kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. which really resonated with me because, um, because that was kind of um, a big hitter for me, you know, yeah. and I kind of like, oh, fuck, so you deal with this too, but you seem like a really, you seem to have, this you seem to have your shit together, yeah. you know, like, how is this, yeah. how does that work for you? Yeah. You know, like, it's and, fascinating as well, because I think what a lot of people don't realise is that everyone appears to have their shit together. Mm. That doesn't mean everyone does. Yeah, yeah, completely. So, so when you're sitting there not sharing your problems, and, and, and whatever problems, because you're like, you feel, oh no, I'm falling apart, but no one else is like, the person next to you or your best mate could well be falling apart in the exact same way. Yeah. Sitting there going, I don't want to mention it because I'll look crazy or I'll look weak or I'll look stupid. Yeah, it's completely. like, no, everyone's got mm. these fucked up weird lives and problems mm. and sharing it should be part of that. That should be a, a key part of it, I guess. Yeah. I think there's something about, um, you know, there's some, something about that. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird, um, it's a weird thing, but, um, but I think that was, um, and then, so I came out of that, yeah. like, uh, about two weeks before I got married. No, five days before I got married. Yeah. And then I got married five days later. And then um, then everything was going great. And I was going to the meetings. I was doing it. Then I fucked up again. Right. You know, and, uh, and again and again and again and yeah. again. Which kind of, 
which really kind of um but this time something had changed i think you know which is um which i which i hear a lot of people in recovery talk about something had changed because they i knew too much now do you know yeah. I mean like something had hit me and i knew my behavior and i knew how i was acting and i knew what i was doing and i right and I wasn't, I wasn't able to cover this up anymore. And I wasn't able to, right, to be okay right, right. with it within yeah. myself. I wasn't yeah. okay to justify my actions. I knew what I was doing and I was still doing it. But you'd learned enough to, to not believe your own excuses. Completely. You couldn't pull those excuses anymore. It's like, I know that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 know, I know that's not true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason for you to be drinking at yeah. nine o'clock in the morning whatsoever. Yeah. You know, yeah. just because you've had a heavy night and it gets rid of your hangover is not a good enough excuse. Yeah. You know, like, so, um, you know, and I think all those kind of things just came crashing down. And then I had, um, so then I got sober and then, then I had, um, you know, a baby and it kind of, um, you know, I think that really, you know, but that was what. It's got to be a massive. Yeah, completely. Kick up the arse completely, as well, right? Because, um, the last time I relapsed was on March the 20th, um, about eight years ago now. Yeah. And, um, and I, I relapsed because I went to this TV show and I was doing this like panel show and it was the last, um, the last one in the series. Yeah. I've been sober about four months and, um, and I went there and, um, and it was the last show in their, in their run of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a party like in yeah. the dressing room and they just offered me a glass of champagne and I didn't even fucking think about it. I yeah. just necked it immediately. Sure, yeah. And, um, and I, and I, and then I was off and it was just, the, uh, just one like insane night, yeah. you know? And, um, and I'm, and, um, and I kind of woke up the next morning in with, um, with, you know, kind of the most kind of regret and kind of, you know, and, and shame and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, which was yeah. sort of horribly, you know, prominent in my life, yeah. you know? So, um, I just woke up it's... with that feeling and I just went, you know, and I, and, and also I kind of, um, I saw my, my wife and I saw my baby and I, and I, I couldn't be around them because yeah. I was not in a fucking mental state yeah. to be yeah. around them. It's horrible. And, um, and it was so, you know, it was awful. So, um, and that moment, I just, I just, I just, I said never again, you know. And I just kind of, um, and and then every that's day that, from that it. moment, I say that every day, and um, and I, I kind of want to, um, you know, and I meet people all the time who kind of um, talk to me about this kind of stuff because I think we we kind of run into people who are who have these kind of problems all the time, yeah. you know, and um, and and a lot of people necessarily don't necessarily know they there is a different way, and there is, you know, there is a way that you can, you know, because yeah. I thought that I could never be sober ever, yeah. you know, like I couldn't imagine fucking being you know, even talking to somebody but yeah. not having some kind of substance in my yeah. body would have been the fucking most terrifying thing on earth. Yeah. You know, now I don't even think about Again, it. Again, it it's, cross it's, my mind. it's having the confidence of, or it's knowing that you can do it. Mm. It's such a powerful thing. It's like yeah, you've yeah. done it. And I think abstention, ab, ab, abstaining from things is, uh, if you can, if you can get a bit of a head of steam there, is such a powerful thing. Because then it's like, right, Again, that 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 time when you'd been clean for four months, that must have killed because it's like right, that's fucking. I'm at I'm, I'm a square one again, one again. I'm at yeah, zero yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, shit. Completely. That's four months, mm. and again now eight and years in or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah, I can't imagine any drink could be appealing enough to to, no, to make you throw no, away eight no years of. You've got that. You've got. Yeah. It's like you know. I, I mean, I, yeah, totally, man. I mean, I, I kind of um, I met someone once who said um, who said to me, you should never go inside your own head without an adult present. Right. You know, right. Yeah, and, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. and it's the most fucking true thing yeah, anyone's ever yeah, said to me yeah. because, um, because if I start to, you know, and if I was to take something or do something, which would make me go inside there, 
I'll fucking traumatize myself, you know. Yeah. So I just stay the fuck out my own way now, yeah. and um, and just enjoy, you know, just being. I love it. You know, clear headed. So there's a lot of growing up there mm. in in going through addiction and getting off of of, of stuff. There's a hell of a lot of growing up in parenthood. Mm. Um, again, I think I, I I always remember in the days. Again, it would have been around the 2000s and 2002s come time of being in a metal club in Romford, um, in Hollywood, where my mate and, and a mate of mine was saying how sad it is a friend of ours has got two kids, as, as so he can't come out. And at the time, I was like, yeah, sad. And then I look back now, it's like, we were standing there drinking whatever the cheapest drink was, yeah, yeah. trying desperately to get a girl to pay us any attention, which they never, yeah. ever did. <laughs> Yeah. He's at home with his beautiful kid, having a wonderful time. Yeah, it's yeah, like, totally, yeah, yeah. And in our minds, oh, it's so poor sad he's missing it, yeah. out on this. Poor, poor guy. It's poor like, dude, yeah, yeah. nah, not yeah. really. I think, I think yeah. it's kind of yeah, the other totally. way around. Yeah, man. So, so how's that been, kind of? It's been it's been incredible. You know, I mean, I've got um, I've got three kids now, and it's um, amazing. You know, it's um, it's really is um, you know, it's the, it's the ultimate job. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like the ultimate kind of um. You know, it's 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 incredible. I get so much from them. Like it's insane. Like we just we, we just had the weekend off. You yeah. Know? And I just went to Birmingham with them. We went to this like Christmas fair and stuff. Amazing. And it's just um you know, and these kind of things which I would have thought, fuck that. Yeah. You know I mean, like going to a Christmas fair, I'm all right, yeah. thanks. You know, I had the fucking best time. <laughs> exactly. You know, like it's, I went to see Father Christmas and I had a so, totally it's awesome time. to enjoy yourself and be silly and enjoy totally, st- you know, stupid stuff. That's completely the, and just play. I love it. it. I love it. I'm a real you know, I'm kind of a big fucking kid anyway, you know, so I really yeah. enjoy that. You know, I enjoy being able to play and muck around. So has all of that kind of development allowed you to come to where you are with a busted reforming or, or starting with the Muck Busted tour, which was, again, it seemed to come out of nowhere and it mm. was fucking massive, huge. Yeah, it was just insane. Yeah, both yeah. the bands together playing all each other's hits and just mm. having a good time. And it, again, it feels like, the journey in between then, and I'm sure J- J- James and Charlie both had their own intricate yeah. g- growing up journeys, allowed you to all go, oh, God, we were being over-sensitive yeah. little bricks yeah. or whatever, yeah. or over yeah. whatever. It's like, That's exactly let's it. go and jump about on stage in front of thousands yeah. of people. What a Complete, laugh. Completely, man. Like, I mean, um, <laughs> the, the McBuster tour especially was, um, was so much fucking fun. Yeah. Like it was just um because um, it my also... sound man was on it. Because oh, was he, he was really? one he was the the guy, the sound man for one of the sport guys. Oh, really? And again right. he was saying constantly right. was like everyone's just having the best time. And again, yeah, he's yeah. always toured with very rock bands in rock clubs and all yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. He's like, Everyone's just so happy. They're all yeah, just yeah. enjoying you know, it's Completely. such a good time. It was an amazing it's such a, experience, such a you know, party. You know, I mean it was um it was just that fucking just it because it was neither band, because yeah. it was not busted and it yeah. wasn't McFly it was this fucking thing that we were doing, even though we were playing those songs, we we're all in it. I was even more that character again. Yeah. I became Matt yeah, from yeah, Busted yeah, yeah. and I yeah. played that role, you know, and I went over the top and I gave them, you know, I was like, what do you think? We were all like, what do you think they like about, you know, like Matt from Busted yeah. or whatever. And I was like, right, okay, I think they like this and this and this. Right. So I'm going to go over the fucking top Brilliant. on that, that and that Brilliant. and give them more than they ever expected. Yeah. You know, like, so it's, um, 
you know, I think that was what was so fun about that band because it wasn't your knees hold either up one. From all the jumping, just about, you, about. Got sore, sore not, shins. You sore shins. You know, it's so funny you say that because we had to fucking get better shoes about halfway through the tour really? because we had to start because I was wearing boots and stuff at the beginning, yeah. DMs and stuff. I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. My shins are killing. Mate, Good to get running shoes again. And, yeah, and, and we'll get on to this, but returning to touring when you're getting a bit older, you need a. A fitness regime, in yeah, there, man, a, totally. As yeah, a yeah. youngster, it's like, yeah, let's yeah, get a drink and a party every night. It's like, yeah, that's not quite. It's that's not going to work for me anymore. Works. I need yeah, to, yeah. to put on the show now. Yeah, man, totally. Yeah, so, so yeah, was that a, was a lot of fun. To it was, kind of it was amazing. There. It was a real, life. and like I said, because because it was about? neither because that seemed it, it seemed to come out of nowhere and just perfectly timed. That well, basically, James Bourne was writing with McFly for their new for their right. uh, the record that. Uh, eventually didn't come out because yeah. um, McBusted happened but they right. were kind of writing for a new record yeah. and James was writing songs with them so James was in was going to Manchester to meet them and they were going to do some writing on the bus yeah. and um, and he went up there to meet them and um, they were just like they were just like do you want to go up on stage like, and sing some songs he was like yeah <laughs> so unannounced yeah, unannounced with oh, an acoustic wow. guitar like before McFly came on he just walked out on stage and sung three songs you know, with the acoustic guitar and the fucking place went but they insane. Lost their shit. You know, yeah, because they hadn't they seen did. James Bourne for ten years. Yeah. You know, like so no one even you know, like he hadn't done anything. He'd been writing musicals and writing songs yeah. for other bands and you know, that's kind of even very much in the background, you know, and him so no one had seen him and he just walked on stage and they're like, Is that that fucking guy from Busted? Yeah. You know, and he sung Year Three Thousand, a place and again, fucking it's, nuts. It's such a weird there's there's very few bands that you'd kind of almost guarantee that everyone who was a McFly fan was a Busted fan. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost this is why it was to the marriage made in like heaven. Like, a perfect combination. There's not a lot of bands that have that. No, there's really not. There. There's really not. You know, like... Um, in you fact, know, a lot when, of bands when, goes uh, the opposite. With Pearl Jam and Nirvana, you like one or the, one other, or the other. You know, and all yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. There was never that. there was, was the like, Blink-182 and Green Day yeah. co-headline tour. I was like, fucking perfect. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of that kind of thing, you know, for the pop world. You know, it was kind of... You know, so it was, um, yeah, it was amazing. And then, so he's kind of sung those songs and they, uh, they went down amazingly and everyone was just like, there's something in this, you know, and, yeah. J- and James and James phoned me and told me what he'd done. Yeah. It was like, I think you should come down to London. Like, I'm going to play again. Like, come down to London and see it. And I was like, really? People give a shit that, you know, like, I was like, it's been like, I really didn't think people would care. Yeah. You know, and I went along to, to, to watch them at Wembley and, um, and they played, uh, James played and the place went fucking insane. And um, and it, I was just like, wow! Did like, that people, just open your eyes? And go, mate, I mate, it, get, it was the most amazing feeling because um, because uh, you know I was um, it was such an incredible feeling to people that they sung every word still. You know, mm. I was like, I hadn't seen people sing busted songs for ten years. And I was man, like, that must have been amazing. And again, an eye opener. Like we were saying, how when you're in it, it's all just you're looking at the next thing. You're not appreciating it. How rare to get the opportunity to kind of experience it as an audience member oh completely do you know completely. what I mean to, 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 that's a incredibly like, no one gets to see your own band as yeah, an yeah, audience yeah, member totally, essentially yeah, totally. go oh wow yeah. this is wow, how it people, feels this is affecting people yeah. how fucking amazing you know yeah. it was a really um, it was it was one it was a standout moment in my life yeah. actually like I remember that feeling very well yeah you know and um, and then I walked backstage and like um, and we all just had this discussion and we we're like what about well, they were, they were like, you've got to fucking do Busted again. Like, did you see that? That was incredible. And I was yeah. like, we can't, Charlie won't do it. And, uh, you know, and they were like, well, why don't we do, you know, why don't we do something together? Why, why, don't, why don't McFly be your backing band and we'll kind of sing Busted songs? And we were like, so we we're just kind of brainstorming that kind of idea and yeah. it kind of just kicked around. And we we're like, well, why don't we just fucking do one big band and we'll just play each other's tracks and piss around, it. you know, yeah. and it'll be fun, you know, yeah. like, and we won't take it too seriously. And it'll be just a laugh. 
you know and so we kind of went yeah cool let's do that you know so we had a photo shoot and then we announced a tour and we announced um like 11 arenas i think which i thought was a bit fucking cocky yeah. you know like i was like you know to, to be honest no one knows what this is or and hasn't seen busted for 10 years it's a completely you know? new thing and it, again the 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 industry expert would say oh you need to book a few warm-ups then they'll completely. sell out and then we'll go big but you yeah, guys yeah. went yeah you know, it would just, have felt just, like you're going straight in pretty fucking huge yeah completely it was a real ballsy move you yeah. know but they sold out in like the you know, like that and Amazing. it was just insane like yeah. i mean and we were really you know just blown away by it because you know and it just it's went just, nuts and nuts I mean, and nuts it's and a just perfect went on storm because as stupid as it is just the way mcbusted works mm. as soon yeah, as you yeah. see that you know exactly what that is yeah exactly, that doesn't exactly, need to be explained exactly. and it's mcbusted yeah, yeah. right all right that's okay, fine. And, and, and busted then cool right, great it's, it's yeah, just yeah, the yeah, stupidity yeah, of that is like yeah. that's just that's yeah that boom, sells it obviously yeah yeah great brilliant yeah, so it was, um, yeah, it was fucking nuts, and it just went, um, and it was such an amazing tour, like that yeah. first tour, you know. And then we played, we we kind of ended that summer at Hyde Park, yeah, you know. So we headlined fucking Hyde Park, like like neither band yeah. would have ever dreamed of doing, yeah. that. Like, but for some reason, for some of the parts, these two fucking yeah. silly bands get together, and we did that, you know. So it was crazy, you know. So we so we had this amazing summer, but in the meantime, just before. So the first thing we ever did was we played um, played the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. And we went on the stage with McFly um, as some kind of special guests. So we're yeah. playing like a 10th anniversary show. Yeah. And me and James went on stage and sung two songs with them. Amazing. And um, this is the first gig. And I, um, and I turned up for that gig that night. And James went to me just as we were about to go on. He went, I've just met Charlie. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? What? He goes, yeah, I just met him in a hotel down the road and had a bit of a chat. We've been talking for a little bit. Um, uh, I'll talk to you about it in a minute. I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? You know, and, and then we ran on stage, you know, Absolutely and then we played mental. that fucking show. I was like, what the fuck are you going on about? Just lead, you know? tease that yeah, yeah. in there. So, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you about it in a minute. And then we were like, I was like, fucking hell, we're on. You know, so... um. So me, me and James have been, um, you know, talking about, you know, possibility of doing Busted again for years. You yeah. know, we'd even met Charlie yeah. on a few different occasions. We met him once about three years ago and we sat in his garden and I told him we wanted to do Busted again. So it was before McBusted. Yeah. And he wasn't ready to do it at that time. And he kind yeah. of, he was just about to release another solo record. And he was kind of like, you know, I just can't see someone do that. You know, I'm just yeah. kind of fair enough. You know, and we were kind of like, well, look, we might do something with it. We're not sure yet. You know, we just thought we'd get your, you know, tell you what's going yeah. on, you know. And so the seed was kind of planted then and we kind of, um, but we spent a couple of hours in his garden just chatting shit, yeah. you know, and it was the best fucking time. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. so much fun. Like we just sat there, he had a Spotify playlist on and we all were all listening to the same music. Yeah. We we're like, yeah. I love this fucking band. I love this it's band. Wicked. You know, like, yeah. like I remember like Phoenix came on and we, yeah. were all, we were all like banging on and we all didn't know that we were listening to this yeah. band. We were all just banging on about how much we loved this. You know, and um, and I think um, you know, to be honest, it was more James and Charlie needed a bit of, you know, a repairing to do. You know, yeah. they kind of um, yeah, when we when they left the band, they were both on completely opposite scales of of what they loved. Yeah. You know, yeah, and um, and they hated the other one for loving what they loved. You yeah. know, it was a very weird completely. kind of environment. Again, you know, I said it was at a time where if you liked rock, you hated pop, and yeah, and, completely, and, 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 yeah. and vice versa. So completely, yeah, the the rocket that was put under you guys, mm. you're either going to go, right, pop's fucking amazing. I, yeah, yeah. I want everything in pop. I want to know every, or you're going to go, 
this is hideous. Yeah, what yeah, an ugly completely. world. Fuck yeah, yeah. this coming. Fuck so this. Again, yeah, that, completely. That's, why... that's exactly what it was. Yeah. You know, so um, so I think it was really interesting to see how that afternoon panned out. You know, in that garden because yeah. suddenly it became much more about we were all just listening to music as music lovers yeah. rather than you're from a certain scene yeah. or from a certain genre. And, you know, it was just like, we love this and, and we love fucking Fleetwood Mac and we love and, and Bruce rather, Hornsby. And, and rather than uh, you were busted, yeah, you yeah. were just Matt James and Charlie Com- listening completely. to music rather Listen. than that, that pressure cooker thing of Com- this. Completely. This thing. And we were all still exactly the same, yeah. but with 10 years of experience that made us better people. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, without, Wicked. without being too, a no. it was, it was, um, it was very, it was so fucking awesome that afternoon. Yeah. And, we, and we went away. No, uh, even though Charlie had said, no, I had a little bit of a glimmer of hope yeah. of the possibility of doing something again with yeah. that, with those two guys, because yeah. something yeah, yeah, felt yeah. right. And, um, and it obviously felt right for Charlie as well, you know, because, yeah. um, because then, um, while we were doing McBusted, we were talking to Charlie and we were kind of discussing whether or not we wanted to do Busted again. He was in. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'll be up for it. You know, Amazing. I've been talking about it myself a little bit recently and, you know, kind of discussing, you know, what Busted would sound like now and yeah. what kind of record we'd make. And it was very interesting. So, um, so we, um, we went off to, James had a friend called Eric Bazilian, who's um, like a songwriter. For, um, he's a legendary songwriter he wrote yeah. that song like What If God Was One Of Us and, right you know all these kind of amazing yeah, songs yeah, yeah. he wrote and he's one of James's like idols and he has a studio in Philly and so we all flew to New York on separate flights yeah and we got um, I got this shitty little hire car and we drove from New York to, to Philadelphia together on this little road trip and amazing. we went and recorded there for a week and um, and it was just fucking awesome and I was just like and we all kind of sat down and went right cool let's do Busted again that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 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 how was it all, all writing together again? Because again, you've kind of you've you you will have all grown up in your musical tastes, and you're there to write a busted record. But uh, well, uh, what is busted? Is busted that that band, or is yeah, busted yeah. you three now grown ups? I think that's, uh, that's I mean? that is exactly the point. Yeah. Um, I, I think um, you know. First of all, we knew what we didn't want to be. Yeah. You know, we knew what we shouldn't do. Yeah. You know, and because, um, uh, but we didn't necessarily know what Buster was going to be, you know, yeah. and I think um, the first time we went away writing, we kind of got one track that ended up being on the album, a song called Easy, but um, the rest of the stuff we wrote didn't make the album because it wasn't quite right, you know, right, but, yeah. but some, like, then the next trip, we wrote a song called Without It, you know, yeah. and it was kind of, um, we're like, right, fucking, that's what we need to sound like. Right. You know, we yeah, wrote yeah, something yeah. and we were like, this is, this is you know, this is the direction yeah. we want to go. And because we were all kind of massive kind of, um, you know, everything we were listening to in the studio for sounds and sonics and stuff was, was kind of big 80s pop. Brilliant. You know, like big yeah. kind of like Genesis and Phil Collins yeah. and yeah, Fleetwood yeah, yeah, Mac yeah. and Hall and & Oates and all these kind of bands, Wicked. you know. And so we were kind of listening to all this stuff and it was kind of just, um, we were just like, we want to make a timeless sounding pop record. Yeah. You know, so that's just what we tried to do. Amazing. You know? And also it was kind of, what was amazing was, you know, the fact that we hadn't been in a band together for 10 years, we were just impressing each other because yeah. we were like, fucking hell, you're amazing at that now. Yeah. Like, I remember when you were shit at the piano. Now you're fucking incredible <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the piano. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember when you fucking sucked at bass, you know, you're yeah. all right. You know, like, I love that. you know, so it was really amazing, you know, and it was, um, and it was a great experience writing because it wasn't personal. It was just about writing yeah. songs for a band. It wasn't, it didn't become about you. It was just about writing, you know, just great pop music. And it was really fun. Yeah. In, in that moment, it's really fun and beautiful and a connection. How much did that change or how much did the nerves come in when you're then going, 
oh shit, now we've got to give this to the public, to the fans, to the, yeah, that's the people becomes... who, who grew up. Again, you, you'd hope that they've grown up with you and their yeah, taste yeah. will have developed and adjusted. But again, you can't go and write an 18-year-old's record. Yeah, and, and also you can't... Not, you that can't, doesn't work. You can't write what I go to work for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you, you should so write what, what I go to work for. We said what I pay my mortgage for. No, you yeah, yeah. said that. It's a funny thing, isn't it? You know, because... Um, yeah, what is what is, you know, what you love, you know, like. Yeah. I, but I think that, that's the thing. I don't know if I, if I did think too much about that because yeah. I think the the biggest win for us was that coming from where we come from, yeah, having a record that we all felt passionate and proud yeah. about yeah. was the most important. And thing from to where us. you you left off, yeah, from where you exactly, left off to have exactly. that. Like, that's, that's a beautiful the, that's thing. The then because it takes it takes any any pressure off because you've already achieved the goal it's a win you've for made us. the record it's a win for it. us you know and, and if the and if the public like it it's a win-win yeah you know but it was yeah. definitely just um it was just about that it was just about having that that win for us and um and we made a record that that i loved listening to on my phone i loved it for like i had those songs on my phone for like six yeah. eight months and i loved listening to them and I, and, I, and I couldn't wait to play my mates them that's you perfect know, like it yeah was, um, that, it was just that, a that's awesome hugely experience. important that buzz yeah um, i need to just go on record that a guarantee now the last ever busted song is going to be uh, what I go to work for it's going to be on piano it's going to be emotional <laughs> about your kids and it's Complete, going to be this beautiful heart-wrenching thing totally. about this yeah. is what we do it for it's going to be massive it's, it's um so you're touring in starting in January yeah yeah it's, we kind it's of, all um, back so w- 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 when this comes out it'll be just about to kick off or it might have just kicked off right right but, cool but yes, yeah. we, we we put the album out. We put the album out the other week. It's kind of out there. Yep. It's in the world now. People are listening to it. Yeah, kind of vibing off of it. I think it's how's um, it been reaction wise? Because again, it's it's easy. What we discussed earlier when you were talking about some people don't think you're credible or whatever. We're referencing that you've got thousands or millions of fans, mm. and the focus is on the few who don't think you're credible. How's yeah, that yeah. now as a grown up? Can you focus on? Because again, any 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 art you put out there, there's going to be hopefully some that like it. Someone isn't going to like it. Yeah, yeah. Are completely. you being able to focus on the? Oh, well, I, the I, positive I, and the I very rarely read any anything. YouTube yeah. comments or any shit like that because yeah. it's Avoid just a that. bad idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So um, I literally um, like I, I mean, it's been an incredible reaction. Yeah, you know. But we see this as the beginning of something new. Like yeah. we really do. Like we've changed so much in Busted. Like yeah. this record that we just put out is unrecognizable as a Busted yeah. record. You know, like so. James said the other day that if you weren't, if you say you don't like Busted, you know, you'd have to not like Busted twice. Yeah, because you'd have to not like Busted <laughs> yeah. back in the day, yeah. and now not like this other band who are completely different. In which case, so, fair play, man. Yeah, exactly. Fair, fair play. play. You, you really you fucking really hate Busted. Like yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's um. You know. So it's um. It, it, it's it's amazing you know but uh, i mean the the good thing about social media is you get to see what people are saying you know yeah. like and um, and i really enjoy interacting with fans about songs and about what they're vibing on and yeah. you know it was daunting putting this out there because you know we we kind of see this as um as such a massive departure that it yeah. does it doesn't necessarily if you were a fan of busted the first time there's not you're not definitely going to be into this yeah. you know which is you know, a fucking weird thing to do to your fan base, yeah. you know, is to give them something which they don't want. But you know? it's a very r- real and honest thing to do as a, as a writer and, and Com- as an artist. Completely. Kind of going, right, you've yeah. got to write for you yeah. ahead of anything else. You completely. Know? And we haven't tried to make anything 
you know, two out there or two kind of like trying to fit on Radio One or anything like this. Yeah. We just kind of we just wrote a record which we loved, you know, and yeah. then we just kind of put it out there and we're kind of seeing how this grows and you know, and so far it's been amazing and we can't wait. We're doing the Night Driver tour in in January, February, and that's um, you know, that's we're kind of we've gone back to small venues you know when we played the first tour the first place of a busted tour playing a lot of those venues again like tiny little venues to kind of um and and we're saying look this is you know we're we're playing this is us nine new songs yeah you know we're playing you know we're gonna play maybe eight nine old songs as well but we're gonna play nine new record songs so if you know you've got to know that before you walk in because i I remember going to see bands and they play a lot of their record and be pissed off we've we've gone back to these venues so we can introduce people to this new band here's what we're doing here's what we're doing right now here's what we're about right now and and again that's kind of we want you to get into a beautiful because it's 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 putting your hands up and and paying your dues again it's going right we're going to start again we're going to as as you said you see this as a a new beginning Mm. as such it's good to hear as well that you're going to be playing old songs as well because that again it's it's kind of key. It's kind oh of, my it's, god, it's, yeah, totally, it's such an totally. important part of to- totally. Your life. And, and people want yeah, and and I'm proud of those songs yeah, now. Yeah. You know, like, there was a period of my time of my life where I I couldn't stand listening to Year Three Thousand. Like yeah. it fucking angered yeah. me listening to that yeah. song. Now love that shit. Yeah, you know, like I put it on a fucking and also I love the way the crowd react to that song. Yeah, like it's like we've got this fucking ace in our back pocket. Yeah, that at any point we can just play that ace and people go fucking nuts. Yeah, you know totally. how amazing is it to have yeah. that? You know, I mean, we I toured it. with them um, with Wheatus on our last tour. Yeah. James is friends with those guys. Yeah. And they've got that fucking ace up their sleeve. They you know, like totally they, they've been making records for years and years and years, you yeah. know, like, and, and they still make records now, but they, they go out there and they know, but also they fucking love it still. It's quite interesting you know? as well. Cause, cause Teenage Dirtbag is in many ways quite different from what they were doing for yeah, years yeah, as totally. well. It's, yeah, yeah. it's still them. And it's yeah, not yeah. like they made this song to try and be pop, but it was yeah, yeah. an unusual sound for them. Completely. Like, yeah. yeah. To have that to go, and what they're doing now isn't like that either, yeah. you know. But it's um, but they've still got that little slice of your life that yeah. they can play at any moment, which is yeah. fucking awesome. I love that. So, um, were there any songs that you were, or, or have you had to adapt the songs? Because again, if the new album's a very different s- sound, mm. it's got to be hard. You don't want to go. Here's nine new songs. Here's nine old songs. You want to be mixing it up. Yeah, you be yeah. Making it hopefully a comfortable flow. This is what we're you know. coming up against now. Because first of all, when we went to we went into the rehearsal room, I mean, we, we we've got we got three weeks in January to kind of get the tour ready. But um, well, actually, I think we got just over two weeks together. I'm I'm kind of go. I always go in for about five days before just with the drummer, just, just yeah. kind of kind of lock shit down. There's the two of us. Yeah. So, um, but um, but then we've got like about two and a half weeks together to kind of make to that shit what come works. come to place. Yeah. Because when we went into because we started to do tellies and stuff like that and promo and stuff yeah. for this record and little acoustic shows, we we're suddenly like, fuck, how do we play this record? Because we're a guitar band, but there's no guitars on this record. Like, fuck, what are we going to do? You yeah. know? So, um, so that was a real learning. Like I'm a bass player and I'm playing a synth bass. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? You know? This so, is, yeah. so I've got to play a keyboard, Amazing. which is weird. So I've got to learn a new instrument, but it's, um, I love it. It's, uh, you know, it's been fun, you know, it's amazing and it's a real kind of, and it's challenging and exciting, you yeah. know, so we love it, you know, we're, we're just kind of um, making that work. How the new songs and old songs are going to gel together, I'm not quite sure yet. We're going to have to bring the old ones up to speed a little bit yeah. without making them unrecognisable. You know, we want them to still know what they're listening to. Yeah. You know, well, so it's... Um, well, uh, 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 when you have that big, those those few weeks of practice to really get mm. things tight, 
pay a lot of attention and, and, and text me and just l- let me know a, a which song Charlie's secretly hating playing the most because because there's oh, got right, to be yeah. something for the old the old oh like, yeah yeah we've already, like, we've, we've already dropped that song oh, that was uh, right, yeah yeah but me, me, me and Charlie had this one, um, that, one that you uh, hated yeah we had, we had this song called Thunderbirds which we fucking hated right and um, and I just become really sick of playing it and Charlie I can see on his face he's just like oh you know so um, so that's uh, already gone up? that's gone forever and uh, which one yeah. have you brought it up to go because uh, well, it, it was actually me it was actually me again I imagine he was like Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I didn't want yeah. to be the one to say it, but yeah, yeah, totally. So, so that one's gone. You'll never hear us do that one again. I don't Perfect. Think. Well, I'll round things up now. I wanted to obviously talk about I'm a celebrity and, sh- and all sorts of other stuff, but we've got tons in, and I appreciate your time. So, thank you very much. No, um, totally, man. Yeah, good luck uh, with the tour and everything that's Thank ahead. You, I assume Thanks, the plan mate. after the tour is to, to write more and, and continue. Yeah, on man. This, we're just so journey, we're doing right? we're doing lots of international stuff next year. We're kind of going to places we haven't been before and kind of trying to really. You know, I, I mean, um, we, we're doing a lot of Europe, a lot of Asia, you yeah. know, which will be fucking exciting. I can't yeah. wait to do all that stuff. So, um, and then we go back in the studio at the end of next year. So, fantastic. Yeah, well, thank great. you very much for talking. Thanks, and mate. yeah, I look forward to seeing it all. Thanks, mate. And there it is. That was Mr. Matt Willis. I told you it was a good chat, didn't I? He's very open and honest. It's really interesting that addiction um, came up twice in a row on last week's one with Rob Parker and on this week's one with Matt Willis. And they both pulled out the specific same quote in addressing it, which I thought was was fantastic. I actually recorded the Matt Willis one before the Rob Parker one, so it's a bit confusing, but I wanted to put the Rob the Rob one out first, so it was in time for Taboo coming out, which launched last Saturday on BBC. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, anyway, I'm rambling, and I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you for tuning in, guys. You know what? You don't even have to rate and review or tell your friends about this. Just the fact that you're listening is all that I I care about. You know, on future episodes, if I do ask you to rate and review, then it's changed. But right now, all that matters is you, man. All that matters is that you're here and you're listening. And I appreciate that. You can find me on Twitter at at ScroobiusPipio or Instagram if you want to come holler at me. Other than that, I'll see you next week, as we do every week, because we've done at least one episode a week for, I think, over two years now, because we are the most consistent and reliable podcast coming out of the UK right now. It's a bold claim, but I think it's probably accurate. I'm not saying we're the best, not by a long way, (laughs) but we're we're fucking consistent. Um, All right, I'm going to go. Have a good one. I'll see you next week. Ta-ta.